everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. Welcome to You're Not Alone with Townsend. I'm really excited. Today, I've got Shannon Reiner, a friend of a friend of a sister, cousin's friend's teacher, right? That's correct. Okay. I don't know how I got that, but I did somehow. No, I'm just messing. She's, she's a friend of a friend. I've been hearing her name for God, what seems like years. People love her. And I was telling her before we hopped on here, I just need to take the time to say thank you to all the teachers out there, especially the ones that are in elementary age, because it do be taking a special person. Like, thank you for all y'all do. I just want to say that first off. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a wonderful job. You can say that yourself. That sounds miserable to me, but I mean, to each other. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love children. I just have so much respect for teachers of any age, like any age group, but especially children and like the teachers that go home and then watch their own children. How do you do it? How do you have enough patience? I don't know. Y'all are a godsend. Nonetheless, Shannon is here. Obviously, she works in the school districts. I'm sure you've caught on to that. But today, I want to talk about colon cancer in particular. We've talked about cancer in the past, surviving breast cancer. We've talked about all different cancers. Esophageal cancer was the last one we talked on. But we've not really touched on colon cancer. And for some reason, I feel like it's extremely prevalent. I feel like I'm hearing about it more. And I don't know if that's because I'm getting older or it's becoming more common. So I would love to hop in with that. Absolutely. Let's do it, girl. All right, guys. I want to introduce you. So who is Shannon? So Shannon, tell us about your job. Do you have any kids? Like you got any weird fetishes you need us to need us to know about? <laughs> Maybe don't share well, those That's on a here. good question. The secret. That's the next <laughs> is podcast. Coffee? Can coffee be one of those? Oh, absolutely. I am 100% uh, addicted to coffee. Me too. Me too. Well, I have a wonderful husband of 10 years who uh, got me through what you're going to hear today. He was my caregiver during this. Um, his name is Chris. He works at the schools as well. Um, I have two fabulous girls. Um, Casey is a nurse on the infant and toddler unit at Arkansas Children's Hospital. And Candace is a full-time student and has a little side business as well. And then I have three stepchildren in Georgia. Wow. So um, hopefully one day we'll have grandkids and we'll just have a whole house full. I and then, that. of course, you know, I have my sweet puppy, Mia, who's my, my pride and joy right oh, now. I love it. Um, I have been an educator for 28 years. Um, and I've been um, loving every minute of it. I also teach... Um, at the college at night. I teach a class at the college. Goodness. What do you not do, Shannon? Um, I don't mow the yard. Okay. <laughs> and I can't do pottery. Okay, we're just going to go through the list. That was so random. The fact that pottery just popped into your head, like you've been debating, like, what can I not do? It's pottery. I'm going to learn how to do yeah. that. I love it. I need to learn how to do pottery. Before you go, like we got to do pottery. Yeah. Listen, I, I could make it. a coffee cup. Oh my gosh, we're solving all the world's problems right now. I love right. it. 
Okay, so let's hop right in. Let's define colon cancer for people that have no idea. So I know if you ever watched Oprah, I think that was my first hearing because I would come home from school. I would pop on Oprah real quick. And she always talked about having a colon cleanse and colon health. And I know when I was like a teen, I was like, what the heck is that? What does that even mean? So would you mind kind of defining what colon cancer even is? Yeah, I did not realize the importance of gut health and the health of your colon until I got sick. And um, it was just an eye opener. But colon cancer is a cancer of the large intestine. It's that last part of your digestive tract. Um, it typically happens in older people. Um, I was 44 and I was diagnosed, so they were a little bit surprised at my age. Um, at 44, um, polyps, you hear people talk about they get polyps in their colon. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that turn in, can turn into cancerous tumors. And so um, somewhere in history, I developed some polyps then that turned into cancer. Sometimes it's called colorectal cancer because it's real close to the rectum and affects that as well. Mine, thank goodness, was right before that. And so um, I was fortunate in that um, it was not in my rectum. It's just my colon. Wow. So would it have been worse had it been a little bit lower? A little bit lower would have probably meant uh, having a bag. Wow. Okay. So I was very blessed, very fortunate. Goodness, yeah. So for people that don't know what that is, basically you have a bag attached, like a hole in your stomach that attaches to your intestines. And that's how you use the bathroom from then on out. So a lot of people have that bag um, that you can pass bowel movements. A lot of people have that periodically, like you can have it after surgery and you can get it taken out. You know, that's pretty common, but I guess that would have been forever had you had that done. Yeah. That would have been forever. There was a chance I could have had it temporarily after mm -hmm. the surgery, but I didn't even have to have it then. But yeah. Wow, what a blessing. Holy moly. Okay. So how old were you when you got diagnosed with the colon cancer? 44? I was 44 when I was diagnosed with colon cancer. Goodness <clears> gracious. <throat> so I have recently heard um, getting your colon check. So a colonoscopy, the dreaded word. I feel like even young kids know that's the dreaded word. They don't even know what it like consists of, but we know, no, we don't want that. But it is so important. And they've actually just recently lowered the age, right? Yes, it was 50. So it would have been quite some time before mine would have been caught had my doctor not been on top of it. But yeah, now it's 45. So yeah. And I think you know, I saw a poster in the hospital not too long ago. I think it started even higher than that. So it's like, as time goes, it continues to get younger and younger and younger, which is what I'm saying. I feel like I'm seeing it more now. Maybe we're a little bit more aware of it. We catch it more easily, but it seems as though it started somewhere around 60, 65, you would get screened. And then it went down to 55, 50, and now we're at 45, which it just blows my mind. I think they're learning it's such a treatable cancer I mean, it's very treatable. And so I think they're just learning that if they go ahead, screen us, get us some treatment, then we can go on about life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how did you know that something might be wrong? You said you went in to get screened at 44. That's so young. I didn't go in to get screened, actually. So 
Um, as a young adult, I always had female issues. So I always had cysts and endometriosis and all the things. I also stayed constipated. So my stomach just hurt all the time. So there was never really me thinking that there was anything like that wrong. My stomach just always hurt. Um, <clears throat> and then one day in early January, 2017, I went to the restroom at work, at school, and I smelled the blood before I saw it. There was that much blood. Yeah, I know, TMI, but that's, Not that's going That's so important, yeah. Yeah, so I smelled the blood, and my initial thought, I'm a teacher, I have an ulcer, right. stress. Yeah. So um, I forgot, and I didn't call my doctor at that point. Shannon, Shannon. <laughs> I know, terrible. So the next day, I called my doctor, and I was like, hey, you know, I went to the bathroom. There was so much blood. I smelled it before I even saw it. I think I might need to come in. He's like, come now. Yeah, like, he's like, well, like, yeah. Yeah, but actually I had a meeting. So I was like, can I come after school? <laughs> oh my gosh. They, la ladies and gentlemen, this is a definition of stubborn. Yeah, yeah. I'd be do the not same. Do I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm the same way, but go ahead. Not to interrupt you. Yeah, because you just think nothing's wrong. Sure. I mean, who thinks colon cancer? Right. At 44, I'm healthy. Who thinks it? Um, so I went to see my primary doctor, family friend as well. And so he's treated my kids and me. And so I talked to him. He's like, Shannon, you, you're going to have to go to the gastro doctor. You're, you're going now. I was like, listen, really? It's an ulcer. Is there not some medicine I can take? He's like, no. He went personally and called the gastrointestinal doctor here in Conway, and they got me in very quickly. Again, I guess he obviously knew the urgency of it. So um, I went and saw him January 17th, and they told me right then we want to do a colonoscopy. You're like, Joy, so, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, great. Um, I don't know really what that is. Yeah, exactly. I, I know this is the dreaded word. Uh, yeah, this is going to be bad. And it and it's not that bad. It's really I mean, if I if no one gets anything out of this, it's really not that bad. Yes. Um but so I went, had the colonoscopy. Um they scheduled it very quickly. And before I even woke up, the doctor went to the waiting room and got my husband. And he knew immediately something was wrong. So he started recording on his phone and the doctor was like, well, she has colon cancer. Wow. Wait, it was supposed to be an ulcer. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he told me then it was colon cancer. Whoa. So he knew before he even sent anything off. Before anything went off, he knew it was colon cancer and told me high probability that it was not good. Wow. So, okay. and it was large. It was a large tumor yeah it had been there a while he said so it wasn't something new it had been growing for quite some time wow at 44 now can we just talk about how what if the doctor would have sent you home and been like you need to call the GI doctor girl well he's a family friend so I'm sure he knew that <laughs> <laughs> he knew you were starving okay but so, I just want to yeah. say what a blessing that he went ahead and made that phone call because this could have been the a totally whole different thing conversation was a God thing yeah yeah Wow. Okay. So let me ask this. Do 
most people have any signs or symptoms before they go for a screening? No. Why well, it's called the silent killer. The silent killer. Wow. Most people never know. Mm. I, I, I didn't have the typical, when, when mine got so bad, I had to, my surgery consisted of 10 inches of my colon being taken out because of cancer. Goodness gracious. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's almost a foot of your insides. Holy yes. moly. Okay. What did the process or treatment look like for you? So you went from the hospital, your husband being like, whoa, 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 hold up now saying it's going to be bad. And yeah. then what, what happens after that? So I didn't tell anyone at work. Of course. We didn't yeah. tell my family. We, all we didn't tell that. anyone. Cause I'm thinking I'll go have this taken out. I'll be back at work in a week. Oh, good. I mean, I'm just, yeah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> and, um, so I go for the colon surgery. Um, and it was bad. That was bad. Okay. I was in the hospital for seven days. Wow. I don't remember much of it. What a blessing. Um, exactly. Um, so that was probably the worst part. Um, so when they did the surgery, he took 10 inches and then he took 29 lymph nodes and wow. he sent all that off. Okay. And I had to wait three days, which thankfully I didn't remember three days, but had to wait three days for the results to come back and hoping that the cancer was contained in the colon. Mm -hmm. So that's your hope. If you have it, it stays in the colon and doesn't get outside the colon wall. Well, 19 of my lymph nodes had cancer in them. So three days later, the doctor comes in and he says, now you're going to have to have an oncologist on board because it's outside the colon wall. Okay. So there's another look at patch. About three weeks after my surgery, I went and had a port put in which I was against the port. Originally, I did, did not want to have a port put in. And that's just where they go under the skin and they put like a little uh, circular thing that the needle goes into right. so they don't have to do your IV every Poke time. Every it's got time. little tubes that go to all the right places. Mm -hmm. um, but I got the port put in. That was easy. It was outpatient. Went in, put it in, went home. And then a week and a half later, I started chemo. So I did have trouble with my port the whole time. Um, it hurt the whole time, but my veins were not good enough to support um, chemo in my veins. So I went um, on Wednesdays. I would go, I would start in the lab. I would go and they would draw, oh, about 10 vials of blood. Oh, Lord. Yes. And they would run all the tests. And if my numbers were good, I would go upstairs and they would hook me up to chemo. Mm -hmm. And my husband sat with me the whole time, covered me up when I'd fall asleep and get cold. Precious, precious. Precious. Um, yes. Uh, and then from there, I went to another part of the building and I got a little fanny pack. I sported the little fanny pack. And then I went home on 46 hours more of chemo. Okay. So they trained Chris to hook and unhook the chemo and how to flush the port and keep it clean and all the things because uh, he would unhook me about noon on Fridays. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. 
We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage. Not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Music, and let's continue changing lives. And I did that until the end of November. So what happens it was after that? Do you, you get your chemo, and then you go back in, see where Every I'm two going. weeks. Ooh. Every two weeks I went back. I draw blood. If my counts weren't high enough, I had to go home. I would go back the next Wednesday. Um, about six chemos in, I said, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Literally, I'm done. And my husband, the alarm would go off because we would get to car tie at 6 a.m. on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. The next Wednesday would come. Chris would have the alarm on. I'd be crying. Didn't want to get oh. up. Then he'd get me up and ready to go. There were several times I didn't make counts on my blood and um, was sent home without chemo. Um, I had to get iron once because it was real low, Mm -hmm. Um, but never had to get platelets, which they say is tough, but I never had to do that. Okay. So radiation wasn't a thing. I did not have to do radiation. Okay. So you did your chemo, went home, did a little bit of chemo. Goodness gracious. Did you know anything about colon cancer before all this was pushed on you? Nothing. Wow. I knew nothing about colon cancer. And I didn't Google it. No, they say never do that. Yeah, I didn't. That's a never good idea. Did. Everything. Never you could, you could get a mosquito bite and Google it. And Google doctor says you're going to die tomorrow. Exactly. Got the worst of the worst. So never do that. Absolutely. So colon cancer, I have heard before. It's like the third leading cause of deaths. People not getting screened early enough. I think it's something around, no, don't quote me, but it's something around like one in 23 males, one in 26 females, something around that. It's very common. And I feel like it's just very not common. talked about very much. I just happen to know people that are like, yeah, I've got colon cancer. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's younger and younger. So my, during this, I did not know it ran in my family. Okay. So once I found out I had it, my doctor wanted to do some um, genetic testing to see if I could give it to my girls. And so she submitted for me to do it. And they said no, because there was no history. But my mom didn't grow up with her dad. So we weren't real sure about that. So my mom started digging in his history. And my seven of them had colon cancer. So seven of nine had colon cancer. Seven of nine kids. And then many of their kids have had it. The youngest in my family that has been diagnosed with it um, is twin cousins were diagnosed at 18. Holy because they were getting early screening. What? Can you imagine 18? Like, you're, no you way. don't even have life figured out yet. Much less like having somebody probe your booty. 
Like what? Yeah. And this is, it's traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh to keep from crying. It's really not funny. You know, my mom, um, we recently went through the same thing. So we had um, a colon scare, I guess you could say in the family. So all the siblings were like, oh man, we need to all get tested. And so my mm -hmm. mom was dreading it. And she was like, I don't know why I put it off so long. You're right. just, you know, to touch back on what we joked about earlier, society's just like, oh, it's terrible. Don't do a colonoscopy, blah, blah, blah. Well, she finally did it. She got up the nerve to go. And she called me just to tell me it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. And so I want, like you said, if people leave from this conversation, I want people to know we laugh about it just to keep the, the, attitude light and keep it lighthearted but it is a very serious thing and a colonoscopy is not that bad especially if it's going to catch it early enough to treat it like you said it's very treatable but yet very, a lot of people pass away with it so sad so so obviously it is hereditary meaning it runs in families so did you ever figure out what the chances of your children having it are so um after my mom dug forever and we got all the family history documented. Um, the insurance company said, oh, very much. You can have the genetic <laughs> testing because it was very all much. in the family. Yes. Wow. So I had the testing done. It, I think if I remember correctly, it was 17 vials of blood. And sent that off. You know, you're worried because it's my girls. But I do not carry the gene wow. to pass it along to them. However, they do recommend screening for both girls 20 years prior to me being diagnosed. So 24 at age 24, they should both get screened. Holy moly, 24. My brothers okay. both got screened and my mom has a sister and um, she has four kids and they all got screened. Perfect. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my mom is a huge advocate now that she's gone. Um, had some polyps removed, all was good, praise the Lord. But she immediately picked up the phone, called everyone, was like, I regret waiting so long. I don't know why I did. Yeah. Those polyps are what become cancerous. So get exactly. them out of there. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what the doctor told her. Uh, he was saying, you're lucky that you came when you did. So it was, it was a little bit of a scare, but I think, oh, wake up call just like yours was like holy moly maybe I need to take a little bit better care of myself be a little bit more alert and aware speaking of that we're going to go off of that what does self-care look like for you because listen Shannon I'm just gonna go ahead and say I've heard about you I think you're what they call a workaholic and I think you've admitted to everyone listening you're a little bit stubborn <laughs> I think I could say the same about myself, but it's not about me today. So we're, um, we're be, so what well, does self-care look like for you? Like, especially since all that, please tell me that you've, you've done some self-awareness since then. Um, you know, it is hard. Um, self-care is hard. And I think society tries to make us think that self-care is not good. It's lazy. It's selfish. Absolutely. It's all those things. And that, that I'm saying, saying it to myself because I'm like, oh, go sit out here on the deck for three hours. That's lazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should never hang out. Let's just say that. I feel like we would just be like a spinning circle of constant work. Exactly. Tasmanian devil. That's it. Everyone would be like, I can't, I can't be with y'all. Yeah. But I'm getting better. Yesterday I took a three hour drive, windows down, sunroof open. 
um, you know, listening to my crime podcast. Oh, Lord. And I thought you were going to say listening the, to Townsend Music. Townsend Music. Yes. And her podcast. Good choice. Good choice. I love it. I, uh, outside, sunshine, read a book. I love to hang out with my girls. Um, we travel and go. I, I travel with my mom. Um if I could make money traveling, I would do that. Yeah. So am I good at it yet? No, absolutely not. Um, I'm 50, so I better get good at it quickly. <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. It is so difficult to do. And again, that's why I do these podcasts. I want people to know all these things like colon cancer. It needs to be discussed and people need to know self-care is okay. Whatever that looks like for you. Um, I have had, gosh, I'm probably going on a hundred episodes or pretty close to, and self-care literally looks like everything. It's different for everybody. So getting out, driving with the windows down sounds fantastic. Whereas somebody else, you know, goes and reads the Bible, a devotional, gets closer to God. Somebody goes out in nature. Somebody goes with friends. It's just kind of different for everyone. But I think part of life is learning what helps us a little bit, whatever that may be. So, you know, you say, I'm 50, I better quickly figure it out. I feel like that's part of life's journey. We figure it out. You know, we're, we're here Absolutely. to get it right, not be right. You know what I mean? And, you know, someday self-care looks different for me than others. So Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think it changes. So, what do you wish people knew about colon cancer now that you are this far out, you're looking back? It's not that bad. I know we've said it, but a colonoscopy is not that bad. Um, yes, it might be embarrassing for people to talk about, um, but it's really not that bad. You do have to drink the stuff. I go to a specialist now, so I take pills and it's terrible too. Um but you don't remember the colonoscopy. Your doctor is not looking at you weird. <laughs> I mean, it's really not that bad. Um, so I would just say get screened, look in your um, family history, see if somewhere back there there's there is some colon cancer. Don't let it sneak up on you because it is so treatable. Um, so just get screened early. That's That's just the biggest thing. Absolutely. I think one of the things, the wives tells almost that you would say that people say you got to drink that nasty milk and you have to drink gallons of it. Well, nowadays they have the pills. You can choose to mm -hmm. take that. So really, mm -hmm. again, it is not that bad. Getting early screened is so, so crucial, so important. And I think you touched on it. You have family that 18 years old, I've seen as young as 20, 30, which is a wake up call for me. That is for sure. So I appreciate you sharing such a vulnerable story and just something that needs light to be shined on a little bit more. And I, if I can do probably in the last six years, I've probably had 12 colonoscopies. If I can do that, you can go get one. You're a pro at it, girl. Now, is there anything that we can do to help colon health? Well, eat right. It, yeah. I mean, probably I probably don't I, get stomach ulcers. Yeah. Stress yeah. is not good for you. That's my life. I, I am a big stress ball. Um, eating healthy, you know, sugar feeds cancer. Um, when I was going through chemo, well, I really couldn't eat much anyway, but I really did try to watch my sugar because 
sugar feeds cancer. So any kind of cancer. So cutting down on the sugars that we eat, processed food, I'm sure, which is everything. If you're constipated a lot, get, get somebody, talk to somebody because that's not healthy either. That That's not right. So listen, I'm going back to Oprah again. I remember when I was like 13, she talked about healthy poops and there was a book out on it. And I remember being like, huh. And she talked about the alphabet of bowel movements and how you're and we're about to learn this lesson again. I'm telling you, it stuck with me. She talked about your bowel movements should look like the alphabet. However, it should not look like the dot on an I. How about that? Right. That stuck exactly. with me for 20 years, Shannon. Yeah, that's good. I'm impressed. Thank you so much. I was probably traumatized as a child. I'm like, they're talking about Bobo on TV, girl. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. It's fine. That's it. That's it. There's a book about that. Everybody poops. (laughs) Yeah. Oprah was talking about it. No, I'm totally kidding. Absolutely. So I think what I have seen and what I have learned so far with colon health and really health in general, I think they say eat less fatty foods, obviously avoid sugar. And that could go for anything. We should all really stay away from the sugar, which I am guilty as charged. They talk about having high intake of vegetables. Absolutely. Um, so in physical activity, that was another good one. So physical activity, get out, even go for a walk. That kind of helps keep that gut healthy and things moving. Sitting still is one of the worst things you can do for bowel movement. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. I know that is such a vulnerable, vulnerable topic. And like you said, people are embarrassed to talk about it. And it's something that it's just kind of a topic people don't discuss nearly enough. So again, that's why I have these podcasts. That's why I want to share a light and spread just a little bit of awareness about it. So thank you so much for joining me and doing that today. Thank you so much for having me. It's very near and dear to my heart. So um, I want the people that I love and that are out there to be safe and healthy love that so much thank you so much all right everybody we will see you next week if you'd like to hear the rest of this interview visit patreon.com slash music and don't forget you can also watch the interviews on our youtube channel at townsend team music youtube i've literally been craving a turkey bacon wrap from cross creek sandwich shop all day this is one of those places that i miss before i even leave that delicious and their signature sugar cookie oh count me in my personal favorite's the strawberry iced sugar cookie but you gotta go and try them for yourself let me know which one you like best they're located on oak street and conway so whether you're looking for catering or a place to swing in to catch up with a friend cross creek is the place to go the environment is fun and laid back the staff is friendly and the food is amazing When I swing through town, this stop is a must. And they're even open for breakfast some days now, so be sure to follow them on socials to keep up with their hours and their menu options at Cross Creek Sandwich. And I'll see you there. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. They're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. 
They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co. Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you. 